1: All right, welcome to the show for Street Soccer on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and uh, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Gieber. Along with my co-host, Nick Webster, we have the penultimate match day uh, coming up in the Premier League. Actually, we've had one of those matches already. Uh, Nick, it is all coming to an end.
2: Oh, yes. This marathon has now all of a sudden become an insane sprint. And uh, you uh, hinted uh, on Wednesday that the title may be decided this weekend, and you could be right. Two fascinating games with uh, Liverpool heading off to St. James's Park and meeting up with Rafa. Manchester City taking on Leicester City and Brendan Rodgers. Talk about a Liverpool connection. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it is. We're going to go down that. Next. If you don't know what we, we mean by that, uh, we will explain that when we come back. But those are two huge matches. And, of course, the Champions League race, the race for these two remaining spots, really just two in the Champions League, wide open. And Chelsea and Arsenal both have some very difficult matches, actually, in front of them. Uh, Tottenham, maybe not so much, uh, and certainly Man United. Uh, have the easiest of the group. So we're going to take a look at that, uh, the Champions League race, and give you our predictions about where we think people will finish at the end of the season. Of course, we'll go match by match this weekend, tell you who we think is going to win as we give you our patented prognostication, prognosticators predictions in the Premier League. That's all happening Right now. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It's a pleasure and a privilege uh, to speak with you each and every weeknight, as we do at 6 p.m. right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Nick Geber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. He is at Nick Webster. If you can't figure out how to spell that one, go back to school, all right? You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Fist Sports Talk. So much to get to, so little time. Would love to hear from you, though, if you want to participate. Obviously, Twitter, Facebook, but you can also call in. 800-878-7529. The call is absolutely free. If you want to make a little income equality here in the United States, stick it to the man. This is your chance. Dial away. Let the network pay. 800-878-7529. That's uh, 800-878-7529. 787529 I'll remember the number here in a minute. All right, Nick and Nick with you. We'll be right back after this.
3: Guess what? Right now is the perfect time to tackle those home projects you've been putting off. So come springtime, you can just sit back and relax. HomeAdvisor can help get you started. HomeAdvisor matches you to the right pro for the job in seconds. You can read reviews and even book appointments online. HomeAdvisor can help with any home project, big or small, painting, plumbing, even remodeling. Find a great pro now before the busy season hits. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor. Hi, it's Flo. And you know what word I don't get? Shampoo. The first half of the word is sham, and the second part you definitely don't want to see in the shower. That's why I made up a neat word. Flotection. The feeling of security you get when your new house is protected by home insurance through me and Progressive. I mean, seriously, shampoo? What part of that makes you want to rub it all over your hair? Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers.
4: Discount not available in all states or situations
0: Call right now. That number is
1: 800-485-6003. All right, welcome back for Street Soccer. Nick and Nick Woody here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Series XM 211. I'm really excited about the big fight coming up tomorrow. It's uh, Canelo Alvarez against Daniel Jacobs. Nick, I don't know if you're much of a fight fan. Uh, I am, and it's going to be a great one.
2: I am a big fight fan, actually. Uh, I, I kind of like the heavyweights, though. The last fight I went to was Deontay Wilder against the Manc Man, one of the best fights
1: I have ever seen in my life. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, big fan. Yeah, it's going to be great stuff. And actually, uh, really excited about DAZN, which is the uh, new online over-the-top network uh, headed by John Skipper from uh, the former head of ESPN. And I'm pleased to announce that today – My friend and former colleague, Jamie Horowitz, the guy that used to run uh, Fox Sports and uh, was I worked with him uh, for many years on ESPN, is now the head of North American content. So uh, great congratulations to Jamie Horowitz. Anyway, really looking forward to the fight. It's going to be a great one. But Nick, we also have some really exciting football matches tomorrow. I think the headliner tomorrow would be the uh, the late match—the Liverpool Newcastle or Newcastle Liverpool, because I believe it's at Saint James's Park tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be an absolutely fascinating match. Nick Rafa Benitez has come out and said he's not going to give any quarter. I expect not. Uh, Newcastle United have, have been much improved of late. Uh, they come. They had a nice one-one uh, away at Brighton. Now I have to ask you, Nick: Is that the longest trip currently in the in football? in, Brighton in, in to Newcastle. Brighton, Brighton it has to be, right?
2: Yeah, it's it, well it's the, it's the, certainly the longest trip in the Premier League. Look, this this has on on paper it has all the possibilities of being a tough one. Uh Rafa Benitez is actually making a lot of noise this week about the possibility of him signing a new contract at Newcastle. Uh you know, much has been made of the fact that Mike Ashley, the Newcastle owner just won't give Rafa a penny to spend. Well, uh, that certainly changed in the transfer window, the January transfer window. Yeah. And uh, if if actually you know splashes splashes the cash, I'm, I'm sure Rafa will stay. Uh, you know, one just can't help how difficult Rafa will make it for Liverpool, though. I mean, Champions League and all that. Uh, will he have a soft spot, or will they actually be no. pros and do the business?
1: I don't see any soft spot from Newcastle United, particularly at home. Um, I, I, By the way, Nick, I think if Rafa Benitez could have his choice, I think he would stay at Newcastle, which is why I wouldn't be shocked if he signs a new contract. Look, we say this, and, and if you don't know anything about football or you're new to it in the last few years, by the way, God bless you. Uh, it doesn't mean you're any less of a fan. Uh, but, you know, you hear people say this, a lot and new people to the game kind of roll their eyes. But Newcastle United is a huge club. It's a huge club for a lot of reasons. But the main reason is it is really the only football club in Newcastle.
2: Well, yes, it's the only football club in Newcastle. They're at the top of the hill. They have a, a rich history and that rich history uh, involves failure. But, you know, t- two, of the, um, two of the greatest games in the Premier League history have involved these two clubs, Newcastle and Liverpool. And, and uh, one of the games was at an Anfield, a 4-3 thriller, where Newcastle were actually going for the title, Stan Collymore with a late winner. And so uh, there's a lot of history between these two teams. You know, Newcastle do have the quality to upset liverpool or to to at least make life difficult for liverpool and i think the interesting thing for me nick is as well as liverpool played on wednesday night and i did think they played well against barcelona they still lost three nothing this was their first loss since losing to manchester city in january i wonder is there gonna be a hangover
1: That's a great question, and I think it's really going to be the one thing that no one can answer. Look, I believe in the intestinal fortitude and the professionalism of these players. By the way, I'd just like to say a couple of things about that Barcelona game, if if I can. What a joyous football match that was, Nick Webster. Two of the best teams on the planet going at it, tooth and nail, no holds barred. Uh, Liverpool squandered the chances they had barcelona did not and by the way that's not coming from my lips that is barcelona's own statement about the match and i thought that was absolutely prescient and spot on what a terrific match that was despite the result
2: yeah i mean by the result actually you know be, before we do move on to the premiership uh, let's just revisit that game ever so slightly sure. and uh, a petition by a liverpool fan wah, wah, crying his eyes out uh, saying that Messi actually punched Fabino in the face in the build up to that uh, amazing free kick that really sealed the tie. I've watched it quite a few occasions now, actually, on slow motion. And to be fair, he might have a point. <laughs>
1: Oh, maybe he does. But let's be fair also. I mean, Messi was getting brutalized like he's not used to being brutalized on the pitch, particularly in Spain. I mean, uh, Liverpool didn't really cut him any quarter, and he gave none back. It was a wonderful game, by the way. I, I It was marvelous. And uh, I don't know what else to say. It was pure football entertainment some ways i wish i wasn't a vested fan of liverpool to watch it because i would have enjoyed it just that bit more but really if you want to talk about uh, a game of just end-to-end excitement for all 90 minutes that that game had it all nick
2: no you do you do bring up a great point uh me as a neutral obviously i was leaning just ever so slightly towards liverpool uh you know obviously being english but uh yeah as a neutral it was a fun game to watch Entering yeah, it really and was. It really did have uh, the, the, the ebb and flow that uh, we football fans love. And, you know, the, the, the coup de grace by Messi was just, <laughs> I, I mean, really, you, you, we've, we've run out of superlatives for that guy, but that free kick was absolutely class.
1: It was but Nick I mean you have currently probably the best defence in the world you have the best strikers in the world on sitting on that pitch playing the best forwards in the world I mean it, it, you you could it, it was almost like an all-star gathering it was really fantastic and we get to see it again next week at Anfield now I I always hold out The vain hope that Liverpool might overcome a 3-0 deficit. God knows, Istanbul, we've done it before. But this is Barcelona. That is Lionel Messi. And, you know, one away goal, and really, that's all she wrote. So let's bring it back to the Premier League, Nick. Um, I wonder just how much of their mental uh, gas tank is going to be expended thinking about the midweek match at Anfield.
2: Yeah, I mean... You know, you, you. I think as as a professional player, you can't help but have one eye on the next game. And I think, unfortunately for for Liverpool, you know that they've they've been pushed so hard by City that maybe at some point the mental, not the physical, Dan, Because I I think physically these players are just in such superb shape, not, nothing's going to bother them, but. The, the the mental dam just might break for Liverpool. Um you know the I, I know it's 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 really corny to say that the first goal is so important, but the first goal on on Saturday is simply gonna be massive. And and if it's if it's Newcastle that does find the back of the net, I'll tell you what. It's it's going to take some reserves from Liverpool, and if they do have the mental fortitude to get themselves back into the game from a goal down at Newcastle, uh, I would tip my hat to them and say they are one of the best
1: sides I have ever seen. Well, Nick, I will tell you this: uh, I hear what you're saying. I think you make you make it some exceptionally valid points, and I think that's why I'm going to give this match a scoreline two 0 Liverpool.
2: <laughs> two 2-0 Liverpool. Well, uh, you know, my, my, my head actually says 2-0 Liverpool. I, I, I think my, my heart, though, thinks that Newcastle's going to get something out of this one. So I'm going to go 1-1.
1: 1-1. One, one. All right. Well, that's a gutsy prediction. Uh, and, and, and and really not that gutsy a prediction. It, it's a fair one. Uh, I do lean towards uh, Liverpool showing their strength and fortitude. I think this team mentally is very, very strong. And I quite frankly think they're a little PO'd about the fact they're going to end the season with this great record, and make the semi-finals of the Champions League, and come away with nothing. But they do win the Venga Trophy, Champions League, next year. Right, Nick? All right. We've oh, <laughs>
2: Well, <laughs> hey, that's the last thing you want. Jürgen Klopp becomes the new Arsene Wenger. Oh, no. All right,
1: we'll talk about it when we come back. History Soccer, 800 7529 We're going to cover it all right here on History Soccer. be right back.
0: 800 That's 800-403-5912. All
1: right, Nick and Nick here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. Big decider in the relegation battle tomorrow uh, it is uh, crystal palace uh, going to wales to play cardiff nick this is the decider let's not mess around here this is the deciding game this will happen tomorrow i fully expect crystal palace to go to wales and get a result
2: yeah um, unfortunately for cardiff uh, unless they get a win they are officially down and uh, you know i th- i think Cardiff they had their chance last week. You know, that, that was when they had yeah. to go and and do the business, and, and, and they couldn't do it. Uh, Crystal Palace, uh, as we've seen this season, are capable of beating anybody. I yeah. mean, look, this is a team that has beaten Manchester City at the Etihad. I think there's a lot of pride in this team. Arsenal at the Emirates. Very sad manager. Ago. I don't yeah. think... Uh, cardiff have the capability or the quality to beat crystal palace i think they're going down
1: oh uh, they're going down as well and uh it's in- interestingly enough brighton are going to be facing arsenal at the emirates uh and i suppose nick if brighton were to lose and Palace and cardiff were to have an unlikely win that would set up an absolutely fascinating final match
2: well yeah i mean then then, then we're going down to the last last day of the season look you know The conventional wisdom says that Arsenal should beat Brighton, but Arsenal have been an absolute disgrace all season long at the Etihad. Uh, Although they did come off a really good win uh, yesterday against Valencia. Now, that may have given them a little bit of confidence to take into this game. Um, I I can't see Arsenal losing. But then again, I couldn't see them losing their last three games. I mean, come on. What kind of shower... Are you? I mean, we, we've, we've spoken about the problems that Arsenal have, but, you look they've lost to Palace at home. They've lost to Wolves away. They've lost to Leicester. And every single one of them was a spineless before Spineless performance.
1: Yeah, actually so, one win in their last five. Yeah.
2: Uh, but they're, 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 incredibly, they're still in the hunt for that Champions League place via the league. Uh, but yeah, Arsenal should win this one. Come on! I mean, really. Uh, I agree. Uh, the, you and you and I must be smoking crack cocaine if we really believe that Brighton are going to get a result at Arsenal. I mean, the scoreline right. should read Arsenal two, Brighton nil.
1: Yeah, and and in fairness, I mean, Brighton have had two wins all year. Okay, I believe the entire the entire year, they've had two wins. Uh, they've been absolutely terrible. It's only because Cardiff have been just that little bit worse that Chris Hutton's not finding himself headed back down to the championship as of right now. But as we said, crazier things could happen, but I don't think they will. I do want to talk about Arsenal a bit, Nick, because uh, I did not expect that really great performance they put in against Valencia. And I'm not sure what it tells me. Does it tell me that the players are deciding to play up in a, a Champions League insurance policy or... Uh, that they're just not motivated in the Premier League or that Valencia aren't that very good?
2: (laughs) You know, know, take your pick. I mean, my theory is this, actually, that Valencia didn't put Arsenal under the kind of pressure that Premier League's put Arsenal under, and Arsenal defensively can't cope with that. Um, I thought Valencia looked very dangerous on the break, but, you know, what Premier League teams really play european style football it's it's not you know it's it's a hundred mile an hour stuff uh so I think actually Europe suits Arsenal's players a lot better than uh the Premier League does but uh you know that 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 uh, third goal at the death was absolutely huge I mean that that, that, yeah. c- that could be the savior for uh MRI's boys because uh other than that once again they look very suspect at the back so if I was Brighton you know what I would do I'd give it a go. I'd really give it a go and fly into Arsenal and just see how weak they are at the back and and maybe nick something.
1: Well, it's, it wouldn't be a question of seeing how weak they are at the back because if you watch them week in and out, week in and week out, you see it every week. It's a question of doing something about their weakness in the back. And I think a lot of teams, when it comes to Arsenal, that aren't maybe the strongest teams, sometimes a little bit afraid to, to to press them because they do have the ability to score goals at Arsenal.
2: Well, listen, Brighton have absolutely nothing to lose. Why? Because next week, oh, yes, they're playing Manchester City. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, if, if if you if you look at two games where you think to yourself, maybe we can get something out of a game. This surely, this surely must be the game that Chris Hughton is targeting. And I, I mean, I've I've seen Brighton and they've sat back and they've let teams come on to them and you know they're just trying to nick something here or there. I, honestly, I really think this is the game that Hughton straps it on nice and tight, screws them on nice and tight, and says, all right, lads. Let's get into them.
1: Well, let's play some scenarios here. Let's just say the Brighton beat Arsenal and get an unlikely win. Well, we we can deal with the draw scenario in a bit. Let's do even a draw. That takes Arsenal to 67. Look, as woeful of Man- as Manchester United have been, and by the way, I thought Oleg Gunnar Solskjaer has made some exceptionally uh, well-timed and uh, well-written comments about the situation at Man United. But let's just say, I, I don't expect them to lose to Huddersfield. Or I, I, I really don't. I mean, Huddersfield are done and dusted, and uh, this is Man United. Even though they're away, I expect them to win. That should put them at 68 points. That would, they would then leapfrog Arsenal, go tied on points with Chelsea, who have, a, quite frankly, a fairly difficult match at home against a Watford side that can, that can rise to the occasion although i am a little suspect i think watford's really cares only at this point about the uh, uh, uh about the fa cup final nick but you know if i'm wrong could be very interesting no i completely agree with you uh i un,
2: unfortunately i th- i think uh watford and rightly so look they're in 10th place uh they're really not going to have too much effect on on seven I, I really think that Watford have got all eyes on the FA Cup, and yeah. it's about keeping fit, and that's as simple as it gets. I think I think Chelsea. If you if you look at the Chelsea team, Eden Hazard didn't come on until the 70th minute on uh, Thursday night yeah. in their Europa League game. The 70th minute. This is the best player in the club on the bench for 70 minutes in a game that. Did Chelsea have to win? No. Did they have to get a result? Yes. Did they get the result? Yes. But I don't think I don't think Sari has put all his eggs in the Europa League basket. Most definitely not. I think Sari's gone, you know what? We've got a great chance in the Europa League, but I fancy us more to get back into the Champions League through our league placing. I actually think that Chelsea will win. And they'll win comfortably against Wolves. It'll be an Eden Hazard show. That will take them up to 71 points. Tottenham may stub their toe at Bournemouth because they are just like running on know. fumes. Yeah, yeah. Um and it, it, it could it could make it very interesting, especially if Arsenal win. Tottenham stub their toe. United win as we expect. You know, that that last place in the uh in the Champions League will go down to the last day of the season. But I fully expect Chelsea to to solidify and perhaps stamp their Champions League passport this weekend
1: against Watford. Uh, I actually agree with you, Nick. Um, And I think they got a good result in in Germany, the 1-1 getting the away goal, as you pointed out. They did what they had to do. Uh, But what's interesting is Spurs have to go to, to Vitality and play Bournemouth. That's not a particularly easy game for Spurs.
2: No, I think in in, in Spurs' current condition, I think it's a, I think it's a very difficult game for them. And if I was Pochettino, I think I'd be very nervous uh, because Spurs are really running on fumes at the moment. However, they should they should have enough to yeah. to get the result. But you know what? We we we've seen Bournemouth play some exceptional football. I mean. Wasn't they the team that just absolutely battered Chelsea, four nothing? If I'm not mistaken, it wasn't that long ago, was yeah, it? It was four.
1: It was end of January, yeah. But also, this is the team. Uh, look, I, I know it's uh, Brighton, but they battered Brighton five nil away. But then they went on a losing streak. They lost to Fulham at home, and then they drew Southampton three three. Look, Bournemouth can put some goals away. This should be an interesting match. This will be a high scoring match. This one, you're definitely going. I mean, pardon me, Tottenham. Pardon me, yeah, Bournemouth. You're going to want to. You're going to want to bet the over on this one, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I, you know, I mean, I, had, I agree with you, but I, I fancy a high-scoring game in this one as well. You know, I mean, I know, I know, Tottenham have ground it out against Ajax, and it was only one nil, and then they ground it out against City at the, at the new Tottenham Stadium in the Champions League, only one nil. But I think, you know, defensively. They're going to be missing, uh, I believe it's Vertonghen, who's got the concussion. Um, you know, this this is a threadbare squad. There's still no Harry Kane. There's no Lamella. And they've got what? Oh, yeah. They have a Champions League semi final on Wednesday where they have to go to Ajax and overturn a deficit. So I'm sure Pochettino must be going, you know what? I'd give my right arm for a point. He'll take a point out of this one because a he point... Will will be, should be, maybe enough. enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah a, point, a point should be enough, and put, a, pute- a point and then a potential trip to the final, although I'm, I'm not sure they're going to get it done over Ajax. This Ajax team has me uh, very, very impressed, and unfortunately, at this point in the season, Spurs do not. All right, you're listening to Nick and Nick here on Fist Soccer on the Sports Online Broadcast Network, series XM 211. We're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, let's talk about City against Leicester can Brendan Rogers give a big hand to his old boss people have fired him i don't know will he will he get a new wife i don't know will he have shiny new teeth i don't know we'll talk about it all when we come back because you want to know even if we don't all right 808787529 we'll be right back I'm Nick Ibram. I like to have a nice, smooth shave. I do have a goatee. I like to make sure the skin around it is nice and smooth. And, you know, when you're using one of those disposable razors, you never know what you're going to get. You don't get a great shave. I tell you, I have found the solution to my shaving issues with Harry's Razors. Non-slip, comfortable handle. I think these are absolutely the best. Right now, you could get a $13 value trial set comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip, a rich, lathering shave gel, a travel blade cover. You can get a $13 value trial set right now. Go to harrys.com forward slash worldsoccer. Go right now, harrys.com forward slash worldsoccer. Redeem your offer right now and let them know that I, Nick Geeber, sent you Harry's.com forward slash world soccer to go get your Harry's raises.
0: Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match.
4: What's in store for your business this week at Staples?
3: The future of printing is here, and so are the savings. The reinvented HP Office Jet Pro printers are now at Staples. They're smart, mobile, and secure. So you can easily print, scan, and copy remotely from your mobile device. And now at Staples, save up to 20% on the all-new HP Office Jet Pro printers. Plus, save up to $50 more in store when you trade in your old printer. Staples, there's a whole lot in store. And 5419 See store or Staples.com/slash HP OfficeJet Pro to learn.
1: Right, welcome back. Well, the Premier League will be over in just a couple of weeks. The Champions League will be over right around that time. The Europa League final. Then it will be time for all the sex and drugs and rock and roll you might want. In the meantime, though, we have some big matches coming up this weekend. Nick and Nick here with you on Fifth Street Soccer. Nick, surprisingly enough, Leicester City took points in the reverse leg against Manchester City. Earlier on in the season, did Took they not? Points. Yes, they did. Yeah, they, didn't oh, yeah, they beat I w- them? I would call that an yeah, understatement,
2: yeah. mate. Yeah, I, they beat I, them I would say Leicester on City Boxing Day. They bat,
1: battered Manchester City. <laughs> yeah, on Boxing Day. Uh, it, this is such an interesting match because everything really rides on the outcome of this match. Uh, assuming, and it's a big assumption by the way, but let's just assume that Liverpool will take the three points at St James's Park, and and they may well not. But let's, but for the sake of this argument, let's just say they do. What a lot of pressure that's going to put on City, who will have to look at this because I think uh, they will. They're not playing till Monday, so they will see the Liverpool result first, and then Leicester City. You know, Brendan Rodgers. They have, they're having that new manager bounce. Rogers has the team believing, he has them organized and structured. And again, the team's not gonna have a lot of fear of City because they beat them already. It's gonna be a great match. Oh, it's gonna be a fantastic
2: match. I mean, look, Rogers has done a superb job since coming into uh into the Foxes. He's got he's got the senior players on his side, they believe in him, they think he's they think he's the dogs, bollocks. Uh and of course you you uh Liverpool fans are just just holding on to those straws as you always do. ah, Well, what you have to remember is uh, you sacked him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay? did sack him. As,
1: yeah.
2: and, it, and he <laughs> loved Liverpool. And you sacked him. So um, I'm not sure why he'd want to do you a favour. Um, I mean, the, 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 only, the only possible explanation is that he sees a chance to perhaps get Liverpool, uh, sorry, Leicester into that seventh-place position, and uh, and Europa League football. I don't think Wolves are gonna let that happen. Um But I I actually think Leicester are gonna give City a really good game. I don't think that they're gonna beat them. I just I just you know there's something about this City team now that they're out of the Champions League that is is a bit remorseless. Um they're almost like the Terminator. You know, you yeah. can stomp on them, you can you can put 'em through a mangler, but they're just gonna keep coming. And this this is a team. There's just so much quality that you know Pep Guardiola has the opportunity to to bring some magic off the bench if things aren't going right and turn things around. I I just think City, you know, it's a tough one, but they're at home, the Etihad. Uh, we've seen over the last few years that you know this this stadium does have the ability to get behind their team and make things happen. I think that City will somehow find a way
1: to win. It might not be pretty, but they'll find a way to win. Well, I won't be missing this match, I can tell you that's going to be an absolutely cracking match. We're so this is what makes it so great, Nick. Look, we've talked about matches at the bottom of the table. We've talked about matches at the top of the table. We've talked about the teams competing in Europe. We have Tottenham, we have Liverpool, both in Champions League semi-finals. We have Arsenal, we have uh, Chelsea, both in Europa League semi-finals. And here we are at the end of the season. This is why this is the most compelling sport on the planet, folks, because it's not all about Chelsea and Liverpool and Tottenham and City, it's also about Cardiff and Brighton, and what does it mean for them? You talked about Wolves, you talked about that seventh spot, Champions League football, United, Champions League, pardon me, Wolves, Europa League football, you talk about United. Uh, David Moyes today, or yesterday I believe it was, when interviewed said he was so surprised at getting the sack at, at Manchester United, he cried. Oh, poor Moisey.
2: I mean, but didn't didn't he realize that, you know, he'd followed a legend, Alex Ferguson, and if you're going to follow a legend, you better win the league. And uh, when Moyes got sacked, I believe that Manchester United were in uh, fifth or sixth place, although they were still in the Champions League, which was uh, yes, they were. a little unfortunate for, for David Moyes. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know, when, when we talk about David Moyes, yes, he was very hard done by, very hard done by. And and, and he, he's really had a hard time rehabilitating his career since that point. And, you know, he was he was Mr. Everton for for the longest time. And right. now he's just David Moyes, former Manchester
1: United manager.
2: Well,
1: I mean, look, they sacked him, I think only, what, 50, 50 games or so in charge, Nick? I mean, they didn't give him much of a shot and, and he did win the you know the, the community shield which at the time was a joke but but subsequent to that, you know, other than that one year they had uh, with Mourinho where they won what the the Europa League and uh uh and the, League they did the League Cup the community shield and they did win the FA Cup with Van Hall. I mean they haven't well, I suppose it wasn't that but he was only there fifty two games. You know, in hindsight, Nick, in hindsight, do you think they might have they might have realized that they sacked David Moyes a little too soon?
2: I think so, especially when he was uh, Fergie's self-appointed replacement and Fergie would have been around whispering in his ear. But as my mentor says, you're far better off being a has-been than a never was. (laughs) Who who exactly said that, Nick? Bill Songhurst. (laughs) Okay. I'd rather be a has-been than a never was. And uh, yeah. both, both of both of you, both you and I, can go. Yeah, we've been has
1: beens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, but no, it, it is a really interesting situation at United, and and we'll be talking about this a lot more, obviously, in the off season, uh, which is very close. But you know, this is a club that has both real expectations for its global from its global supporters base. Real expectations in terms of its domination over the Premier League era up until, you know, Ferguson, up until, what, 2013 or so. It's dominated, what, 13 titles? 13 titles? I mean, mean, yeah, that's a lot of titles. And now it finds itself as just another pretty good club in the Premier League. I mean, that is a difficult place to find it. Compounded with the fact that the Glazers have been relying on some of that Champions League money, and the success of United to allow Ed Woodward to take that global brand out and push it, and I think now that global brand is going to be it's going to stand out a lot less in what is now a crowded field of super clubs. Nick, it's going to be hard for them. Ah, uh, honestly,
2: you know, United are in trouble. Um, you know, I think I think we we broached the subject uh, earlier in the week, but I, I can see United doing a Liverpool. I mean. There could there could be some wilderness years coming up for this club. I mean, some serious wilderness years. And you know, as a Liverpool fan, it's been very very tough. Other than that, you know that that Champions League in in two thousand and five. I mean, hard to believe two thousand and five. I mean, that's fourteen years I ago. Yeah, of
1: course the UEFA Cup and been you know, a couple yeah. of FA Cups and I mean, I mean it's, you it's, know it's
2: hey, it's unbelievable that it's been that long ago. So once you, once you get out there in the wilderness, it gets pretty scary. And uh, well, United are, are about to experience that if, if they're not very careful.
1: Well, I I think a lot of it depends, Nick, on what happens with two clubs. And, and, and I mean this really. What sort of investment is Abramovich prepared to put into Chelsea, number one? And what sort of investment is Daniel Levy prepared to put into Tottenham, number two? If both those owners are prepared to back up what, certainly, what Daniel Levy's done with the new stadium, and if Roman Abramovich is prepared to wake up and get over his great sulking period and reinvest in his club, they could really shut the door on United.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, you, you, United. Honestly, I mean, I, I don't want to say I fear for them because you know I don't fear for them, but
1: yeah, we don't I like them.
2: By by looking at what's happening with the clubs below i.e., you know, we just spoke about Leicester and, and their their owners are not afraid to splash hey, the cash. And what about Everton Wolves? Finally under silver beginning to turn things around. Wolves are a sleeping giant. And yep. you know, people may snort and chuckle at that. Let I'll say it again. Wolves are a sleeping giant. They're three clubs that could conceivably push United out of that top six. I mean, the gap right now is eleven points between, you know, the top six and the also rans. I'm saying I'm saying, next season, that gap is going to be a lot closer.
1: Yeah, well, certainly ownership at Leicester, ownership at Wolves. They're not afraid to spend money if they have to. Particularly Wolves, by the way. Wolves are unafraid to spend money. Uh, they've got very well-heeled ownership. So it is going to be fascinating to see. But as I said, if Tottenham and Chelsea don't invest in their success on the pitch, as opposed to a lovely new stadium... They could leave the door open for United. If they do, though, they're going to make it very, very difficult. And you're right. In that case, uh, United are going to find themselves squeezed from the bottom with, as you mentioned, the Everton's, the Leicester's, the Wolves. And uh, finding a steel door at the top with uh, ch- with uh, City, Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea, and to a lesser degree, Arsenal, because I can't figure Arsenal out for the life of me, Nick. I can't figure out if they're ever going to spend money. Uh, they promised they would when they got their new stadium. They've had the new stadium now for how many years? And quite frankly, uh, they're cheaper than my mother.
2: Yeah, well, until uh, and, and Arsenal... Uh, but, you know, it's, it's hard. I wouldn't say they're cheaper than your mother... But you know, the, I, I'm not sure they've spent the right way. Uh, you know, they bought Lacazette, they bought Aubameyang, Uh, but Arsenal have always been great going forward. Um, you know, that Arsenal was built on defending. I mean, Seaman, yep. Adams, yep. Keown, Dixon, Winterburn,
1: good old Spunky. I
2: mean, they, they, these these were defenders. They knew how to defend. They were nasty. And they would they would kill their grandmother to to save the name of Arsenal. The current backline doesn't. So stop spending money on fancy prima donna forwards yeah. and actually, uh, you know, spend spend some money on people who know how to defend.
1: I mean, it's so funny when you think about the Premier League, Nick, because we've gone through so many cycles in the Premier League: the Arsenal cycle, the Chelsea cycle. The Man United cycle. We're now in the City cycle. It's it's. Everyone talks about how it's the same teams all the time in the Premier League, but you know it really isn't. Yeah, it, it may be a selection of six teams that, that generally will win it, but but think about the eras and the epochs we've gone through. And this will be a great topic for when the season is over. But it, it does kind of make you make you look, Nick, and think, wow, you know, we've had some incredible teams in the Premier League over the years.
2: Oh yeah, I mean the the legacy of some of these teams is just uh, just simply breathtaking. And um, you know, you, you were t- you were talking about the off season,
1: and and what are we going to talk about?
2: Hey, how about the Gold Cup?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right, and the Women's World Cup as well. That's going to be fun, by the way.
2: Oh, there's this uh, Jill Ellis named a team. a lot, lot of yeah. veterans in that team.
1: <laughs> yeah, and by the way, women's football is a very high growth aspect of the game. I know if you're listening to it and you've been listening to me for 20 come on, you years, you know. It.
2: I, I remember. I when did, you had and, the and I tell you team what, doctor. I have. Yeah, but I Patrick have come Blair around you now. Could talk about was who had the biggest swingers? <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I nearly got fired for that too, if I'm not mistaken. But I remember that very well, Nick. But you know now it's it, the the level of the game has increased enormously there's now uh, it's no, no i think if the class of 90 we'll have to talk about this another time but if the class of 99 were out on the pitch today i think a lot of those other global teams that have given them a much more torrid time <laughs>
2: uh, where nick where
1: <laughs> in the locker room all right <laughs> all right folks Uh, We're going to step aside, take a break. We'll be right back to wrap it up. I think we'll just quickly run down our picks very, very quickly. So, if you've got a pen and paper or you're a betting man or woman, like to have a a little punt on it. So, this is a good time. We'll be right back after this. History Socket. All right, that song, of course, is No More Heroes by the Stranglers. Nick, we're going to have any big heroes this weekend? Anyone really standing out for you? Well,
2: I think the big heroes could possibly be at St. James's Park and, of course, at uh, the Etihad. You know, this one's going to go all the way down to the wire. I mean, my heart says that uh, Liverpool should win, Man City should win, but this has been the, the 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 craziest Premier League race we've ever seen, and surely there must be at least one more twist of the
1: tale. Yeah, is Jamie Vardy going to be a difference maker here? Is he, he's, he's off injury, right? He's playing again. Yeah,
2: he's playing again, and he's banging them in. Yeah. He's, he's scored yeah. eight, eight in his last ten,
1: ten games. Yeah, he has. So is this a chance that Jamie Vardy also, you know, a lot of these matches, particularly at the other end of the table with the relegated team, a lot of this is players also putting themselves in the shop windows. So we talk about Huddersfield uh, playing Man United and we say Man United should win, but we saw what happened with Fulham once they, once they got relegated. I mean, they, they won three on the bounce. They would have, they would have given their, their left testicle to have three matches, uh, to win three matches in a row with, earlier on in the season.
2: Oh yeah and you know I I think we saw Huddersfield actually I know they got absolutely battered by Liverpool uh, at the end of the day but yeah that first half uh, <laughs> Huddersfield actually gave it a really good go um and then all of a sudden Liverpool turned turned it on and Salah showed up and it was all over but uh for
1: 40 minutes it was it was uh it was a game of football all right, uh, Nick, that is just going to about wrap up the show for us today. Who do you think is going to win the boxing tomorrow? Canelo, is he going to take? Th- going to make unify three belts at least in the middleweight division? Yeah, Canelo will do the business. You think so, right? Yeah. Daniel Jacobs doesn't have it. All right, so you're saying Canelo, is it going to be a knockout or is he going to go the distance? Oh, he's going to knock him out. What round? Sparco, Six. All right, so Canelo, knockout, sixth round, Daniel Jacobs. Oh, yeah, I I I think it's. I don't think it's going to go the distance. I don't think so either. So I'm with you, uh, with Canelo as well. Uh, any big upsets you think this this weekend, Nick? Are you going to predict answer, any very quick? Will,
2: pro- will possibly be Brighton getting
1: a point at the Emirates. All right, there we go. All right, folks, we'll be back on the air with you on Monday. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Speak to you then we it.